Listening to the Cannabis Hangout. Two girls, one bowl, and a podcast that is breaking the stigma of marijuana. My name is Brandon. And my name is Saba. We will be connecting with the community of cannabis enthusiasts by educating people, sharing stories from medical marijuana patients, and interviewing industry leaders while debunking cannabis myths. So we invite you to come roll with us while, while we, we break, break it all down. down. Hello to all of you loyal listeners. I'm Brandon. And I'm Saba. And we are your host of the Cannabis Hangout. Welcome back to another episode, and thanks for taking time today to tune in. On today's show, we're speaking with a local cannabis farm and dispensary here in Edmond, Oklahoma. So please welcome Alec with Jagged Quail to the Cannabis Hangout. Hey, Alec. Hey, guys. What's up? Thank you so much for being with here with us today. We're super happy to have you and excited to get to know you better. But let's start from the beginning. Do you remember the first time you were introduced to cannabis? <sighs> The first time um, I want to say that I was introduced to cannabis was in middle school. Um, It was um, January 1st party, you know, uh, my friends just had a temp kicked up in the back and, um, you know, they said like, hey, you want to smoke some weed? And I was just like, I've never done this before, but sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it was, it was really just a laughy, giggly type of high, like very, very nice. Um, But I guess like. I would smoke throughout school, but my first real experience is after high school. I started micro-batching and stuff in Texas. Okay. 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 What's micro-batching? Uh, so just, you know, just putting up a room. Uh, I had four lights. I was running 20 plants. Um, okay. I had it in my house. I built, like, a secret room in my house. Um, it got a little weird sometimes throughout on and off throughout 10 years, so that's for sure. <laughs> How did it get weird? Uh, it got weird. um <laughs> Well, just because it is so illegal, and yeah. I did live in a town called uh, Frisco, Texas, and yeah. Frisco, Texas. Is, <laughs> as you know now. <laughs> yeah, as you know now. So uh, nice. Yeah, so nice. It, it was beautiful. Um, I, it, it's just the cops there were just very, very strict calling counties. Like, man, if you get pulled over for a roach, it's like, you're going to jail, man. Mm, you're yeah. going to jail. So um, it was it, – I, I couldn't really tell anybody. Um, it was just me and my dad and – and my brother, we were just, like, manicuring plants. And it was just about, like, four years of us doing that until, like, we stopped and then picked back up again a couple years later. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you were introduced at a pretty young age in middle school. Yes. To cannabis. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And Did not tell my mom. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's good. You didn't, And she didn't find out. But it's also cool that you had a, um, a pleasant experience with yeah. it because I feel like some people are one way or the other right they're like oh god it was the worst but they're you know they still got over and they still smoke you know but right that's right. a that's a pleasant first experience I'd say definitely for sure um when my parents caught me smoking they saw my little like pre-made bongs and stuff like that <laughs> made them out of a little sharpie and a little margarita glass and got a lighter and made it together but when they saw my bongs, they talked to me pr- pretty hard, and then they lit up a joint and smoked with me. And oh, what? <laughs> yeah. oh That's like gosh. a plot twist. Yeah. So your parents <laughs> smoked. I was like, is this a trap? Yeah. <laughs> like, they were like, no, surprise. Surprise. Yeah, we're stoners too. What's up? Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> I would be like, are you kidding me? But at that point in their head too, it's probably like – we're getting him in trouble for yeah. something like we enjoy doing. Yeah. Right. So, like, I I can't. I got to be honest How old here. were you when that happened? I was 14. 
Okay, wow. that's young. That's I young. was 14. That is I know. pretty young, I think. That is. Um, you know, but I kind of, I had an idea that, like, my parents smoked, like, their keyword was, like, hey, let's go get some ice. And it's like, why the fuck are you getting ice? <laughs> <laughs> ice. Is the ice, like, in the garage or uh, something? That's I mean, funny. dude, Halo 2 was just a time, you know what I mean? So I didn't yeah. really care about anything right. back then. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> you were just Haloing it out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was me, for that's sure. That's fun. So what kind of consumer are you, Alec? Like, do you mostly enjoy smoking flour or what's your jam? Man, um, I I love flour. Uh, I, I, I smoke doinks. Um, I also smoke hash. So I'm kind of like in between both right now. Yeah. It's either kind of like, you know, how am I feeling, you know? Um, what's a doink? A doink, uh, about... A, a over an XXL joint, okay, you know what I mean, hand rolled for about three to f- three, three and a half. You yeah. know, sometimes put some hash in there. To make yeah. It a donut, so. Oh yeah. That Do would you be remember so nice. the first time you were introduced to hash? Like that first experience of smoking hash? Because smoking flour and smoking like dabs are so different, especially hash. Yes. Um, hash uh, was bubble for the first time. Um, bubble was introduced to me at seventeen. Um, 29 now um <clears throat> i really got introduced to hash big time when i started um actually really talking to my girlfriend and stuff she was huge in hash rods and huge in oh, the fresh really? press um she had a dab fridge of about like two ounces of different grams That's and dope. stuff like that yeah. so <laughs> definitely she, i appreciate all of her you were and, spoiled yeah, I was <laughs> you spoiled. were introduced like seven ten papa select like fucking super early yeah. so um, that's the best is being introduced to I something know. like just anything in like the Classy top way. tier experience <laughs> yes. that's how brandon introduced me to camping so now every time i go camping it's like a top tier experience because that's the only experience brand's ever given it's me it's not camping it's glamping at this point you uh, yeah know what I, mean? <laughs> I mean no it's depends. pretty solid camping no, it but it are it's, no we actually sleep in a tent we're not like oh, sleeping good. in an rv or no. sleeping in our car or anything like that yeah so it's actual camping but it was like top tier camping like so sure. don't say top tier it was brand though <laughs> it, i mean so there, there's always room for improvement don't get me wrong but like it was it's just doing it right and being prepared there's nothing like top tier about it it's just like knowing you know you have your shit you need hey i know the quest ahead and i know how to prepare for it yeah yes (laughs) yeah exactly yeah so some good flour and rosin yeah so if you could spend a day in any part of the world doing anything you wanted where would you go and what would you do um, I would probably go to California and uh, chill at my girlfriend's apartment. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Out of all things? Out of all okay. things, dude. Um, honest answer. Yeah, no. I mean, yeah. that's just honesty. I work seven days a week. I've mm-hmm. done a lot of things in life yeah. at a young okay. age, so I'm just chill right now. I yeah. hear that. <laughs> I, that. I respect cool. that, too. You're content with your experiences. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. That's you go to cool. a concert, now I'm bored as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a simple answer. Yeah, it's right. like you lived all your childhood super young, so now you're like kind of an old man. Yeah. Yeah, like, exactly. It's uh, fine. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Fucking old man over here. Let me get my walker out. <laughs> so what is your dynamic like with your work and your family and, like, what you do? Are they pretty supportive? Um, so it is um, – dude, honestly – I have a very small family, but my family is very, very supportive. Um, you know, they actually have helped me along the way and currently why I'm sitting here between both you guys right now. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't be here without them, for oh, sure. Oh, I love that. Um, they, um, my dad is a huge investor. Um, I've put in money. My brother's put in money. My okay. grandma's put in money. Oh, wow. So, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, it, it's just like, it's all of us, man. You know, um, not even just putting in 
you know, fundage, but it's more just putting in the hard work, blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah, mm. you know? definitely. That's so, really cool. Uh, very, very accepting, I would say. <laughs> that sure. is very fortunate um, yes. to be in that position yeah. and to have all that support because support's everything, you know. Right. Mm. And a lot of people do it without any support and they still, like, ride out that passion and still do the damn thing, you know. But, like, it's so much better with support. Yes. Especially from your family. Yeah. Yes, yes. So. You have to have that support system or else, I mean – it's it's a hard business to be in, man, at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what you're doing, I'm sorry, guys, it's not growing tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah, especially with, like, all the regulations changing so often, yes. so frequently trying to, I mean, they're trying to, nail, like, slim it down right. in regards to how many people. And so it's 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 a lot right now, it I is, feel like. It is a lot, and um, it's scary. Um I guess if I were just to have anyone for advice just to be listening is just remember just to breathe. And if mm-hmm. you breathe that you get through the end of the, end of the, end of the night, if you, if you survive today, you'll be able to fight tomorrow. So yeah. um, take that as you guys will. But, mm-hmm. you know, just that's what I'm all about right now. Yeah. I yeah. Feel that. So this plant has impacted our lives one way or another, and that's why we're sitting here today. But how would you say cannabis has personally benefited your life? What do you personally use cannabis for? If you're ever in the Oklahoma City area, check out Chill Dispensary at 22 Northeast 10th Street. They're good people with hand-washed, single-source, live rosin, flour, pre-rolls, and other solventless products. So go show them some love and enjoy a chill experience. Now, back to the episode. ADHD. It's hard to keep these 10 toes on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's why I'm, I'm a heavy medicator. You know, a lot of people, they smoke after the day's done. I have to smoke just to kind of keep normal. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I feel that th- so throughout the day. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, th- throughout the day, I-, I don't have like, hey, I'm rolling up at 420 every day. Um, but if I find a m- minute to, you know, roll a doink, take a hash tab, just, you know, take mm-hmm. a step away and just be able just to recollect my thoughts and then get back to work yes i understand I, I vibe like that too um what hash are you into right now like what brands are have you been like uh actively dude buying? dude okay tsgp is fucking killing it man dude sean jake dude all the boys at okay man they're they're so amazing i mean i think i think they really have some good stuff going um they invited me out to the farm um looked at some plants, looked at some new stuff that they're going on, and, man, I'm just excited. So they make some good rosin? No, they do. They do. A um, lot of great hash, and uh, I, I just think that it really goes down to them having a great team, you know. Yes, um, it always does. I feel like the team. I, what's the company you said? Uh, Oki TSGP, Trading Stocks, Growing Pot. Okay, so, yeah, I don't no. know if I – I don't think – are they from Oklahoma City? Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, no, dude. Uh, they're they're in Abide. Um, they're in Kind Connection. They're in Oasis. Uh, okay. They're in GBR. Heavy, heavy, heavy. So I'll definitely go check them out, man. Uh, good hash okay. for a good price for okay. sure. I love good oh, hash yeah. for a good price. I know. <laughs> so okay, let's talk about jagged quail and like the name, like where it came from, what inspired it, because um, yeah. it reminds me of like hunting. That's what I think of. I think right. of like a qu- jagged quail for right. some reason. But what's your uh, man, dude, uh, I have no fucking clue, to be honest <laughs> with you, but, 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 um, this is kind of, uh, how it's grown on to me. I think it's we're more of like the Island of Misfit toys, you know what I mean? Everyone's a little jagged, but we're able still to fly, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. So, um, it kind of has a deeper meaning for me currently. Um, mm-hmm. not everyone uh, that currently works there was given a fair opportunity in life. Uh, um, I feel like, and they were a group of people that could really come together and 
create something special. That's really cool. That is yeah. cool. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, I feel like that. creating up names is the hardest. The hardest part can be because it's like giving your whole brand an identity, <laughs> right? And how do you give something an identity for a long time without? Did that name just come to you? Yeah. Were, you were you just like it, Jagged Quail? It wasn't me. Okay, it wasn't okay. me. Okay. I adopted it, dude. Yeah, yeah, I adopted it, but it grew on me, man. It yeah. grew on me for sure. That's for sure. cool. Yeah, that's cool. It does remind me of, of hunting. It's it's just it's just different. It's unique. Mm -hmm. Trust me, I wanted to change the logo, but sorry, Dad. But uh, <laughs> we wanted to keep the pirate ship. But it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you guys take pride in at Jagged Quail, and what's your method of growing cannabis? Um. What we really take pride in is, you know, I would say, and I think everyone else will say this is, you know, plant management, um, touching every plant every day. That's the most important thing. Um, not letting anything go unchecked. Uh, I think that's the most important thing. Um, and really the, I would, I would say the best, the best way to describe it is us just having, you know, that ADHD attention onto the grow. 100% of the time. Um, there's a lot of times where we don't leave at one or three um, mm -hmm. in the morning just because it's, hey, we got to leave until the, uh, not, not leave until the job's done type of thing. Mm -hmm. um, how we grow is uh, more of just LED lights, um, cocoa, a little bit of salts. Sorry for you living soil boys out there, but salt is king. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Everyone, there, there are so many good growers out here that do salts, that do living soil. And I feel like that's something that we have yeah, really grown on too is mm -hmm. like enjoying like a bunch of different ones you know like it's not I, I i appreciate growers who do it a little bit of different ways but they still have like their niche oh i mean in living soil like there are some great like uh rand i mean uh koala he's really good yeah you know yeah. like yeah. the resident boys they, they're killing it yeah. you know there there is you know there is just good growers all around doesn't matter what like what process you use, you know, it's just means about, it just matters about like giving quality care to the patients at the mm -hmm. end of the day. Yes. hundred yeah. percent. Is your team, um, pretty small? Um, yeah, we are a pretty small team. Um, I would say that not including myself or my dad or I have a team of seven, uh, okay. currently. So. Cool. And I have a strong team too. Yeah. Yes. No, I, everything is because of them. How do you how do you go about picking your team? Because I know, especially with the grow, since it's a very delicate environment, anyways, mm -hmm. and you know, energy is a big thing, and the plants receive the energy that you give out. How do you pick? How do you pick your team, or how have you picked your team? Um, honestly, it is a series based of questions, uh, just depending on giving questions about everyday scenarios. You know, um, yeah, because situational stuff. Situational mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. Uh, every task is the same, but every day is different, type of thing. So. Um, Picking the team, uh, a lot of people have come through either, you know, great recommendation throughout family. Which um, is always nice. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes is, w w w which is huge. I have invited some friends, you know, uh, mm -hmm. that have pr pr prior cannabis e uh, experience. Yeah. Um, my friend, uh, my grower's assistant, Colby, he's been growing for almost six years in Colorado. Okay. So, you know, he's already had the experience and he already knows what to do. Yeah. The day. That's awesome. That Sounds like awesome. you have a solid team. Yes. Especially to stay there with you to odds hours of the morning. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yes. Like y'all are real ones for doing <laughs> yeah. that. Like really, Alec, really? Yeah, really. <laughs> I mean, you really have to be committed to the game to be in this, you know, and to just love the plan and really just be in it for the passion. Yeah. yeah. Right you know, reasons. it's not like you just are in it willy nilly and just you can't be halfway out the door no halfway in the door. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah you're right about that you yeah. you have to be 110 percent in the door and the thing is is that without the love of the game 
I wouldn't be here. I mean, mm-hmm. this is basically the trap brought to life for us. <laughs> That's so, so you're so right. That's so real. <laughs> like, and um, even like when I was micro batching, I was, you know, trapping pretty hard. I was going through 25, 50 pounds a month, uh, 500 to 1,000 pens a month. So wow. I was I was moving and shaking. Of course, I got caught up. I got set up by a confidential informant, police mark bills, camera, shit like that. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. my God. But at the same time, you know. So it happened. Yeah. Dude. You just like leave it. Cliffhanger. I know. Just casually like, yeah, this happened. Oh, but by the way. So I had these set of rules that I give to everybody. I had a Snapchat list of about over 150 customers. Um, that's why like when Snapchat was big, 2016, yeah. 2017. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, it was rolling. So this is kind of still recent, like within the last 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Within the last wow. 10 years. Yeah. So um, I was just doing my normal thing, giving out rules and, you know, basically running a dispensary out of a location. And, um, I stepped out of my rules cause I had a normal customer I would deal with and I met him at a Whataburger. So, um, I gave him seven pens and he gave me the cash and I thought that this was weird. I don't usually jump out of my rules, but, uh, I did it anyways. I also had a brick and mortar store, uh, on a holistic, um, um, on a holistic health business called salt of the earth. So I used some of that money to pay my rent. So cops caught me pretty quick. They pulled me over a couple months later and said, hey, um, we uh, have a warrant out for your arrest for, I was like, "Uh, I've never done that before. I don't know what you're talking about. So yeah, it was a little weird for sure. But I got over it. I'm here now. We're legal. Um, I'm not in the trap anymore. So I mean, so many people, that's where they began from and that's what they still do. (laughs) Exactly. It's it's for the love of the game. For the love of the game. Back during that time too, like to be set up for something like weed like that, like it's like you're really looking for somebody and, and this something. was in texas like, wasn't it yes yes okay. this is frisco yeah. texas baby woo, woo, skirt skirt so <laughs> 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 you know this place i mean dude this is basically um if you guys ever seen the show weeds it's like tiny boxes on the hilltop yeah every, every house looks like the same it's literally the same shit dude bmw wow. mercedes yeah. if you're not driving one you're looking weird type of thing so yeah that's yeah. for sure Wild world. Wild world, <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's so different. Yes. So, Alec, at what point did you realize that you wanted to grow cannabis like for a living and dive into this industry? Like, where did that like passion come from? Dude, um, when I graduated high school, uh, uh, going the day after my graduation uh, to my dad's house and then seeing he, him having those four plants, I think that's when it started. Okay. You know, like okay. that's when the micro batching started. That's when this whole thing kicked off 10 years later. And here we are. You just saw that he had plants in his house. Uh, he yeah. Was... It was, my mom was like, Hey, I got to show you something. And, um, we went and back into like this back room of his house and he had one HPS light and just these four plants. Oh, wow. And my mom was like, you better not say shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool though. <laughs> that is cool. And you didn't know that that existed until that moment in time. No, I mean, uh, we, I mean, like to be honest, we goofed around in high school, threw some seeds and some pots and some sprouts yeah. kicked up, but we threw them away automatically. Mm-hmm. You know, just yeah. because I didn't know how to take care of a plant at that point. In time. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. I, you just wanted to see what would happen. I can't even do my fucking homework. You yeah. know what I mean? Yes. Like, let alone like yeah. taking care of a plant at this point in time. Yeah, it's yeah. a joke. Yeah. Right, it's a joke. Right, <laughs> it's a joke. I'm not gonna get shit out of this. Yeah, yeah. So, do you remember pulling <clears throat> down your first harvest after you grew for the first time with your dad, and like what that feeling was like, and what that cannabis was like, dude? Yeah, it was, um, I'm not going to say it was great. <laughs> it was it, it was not the best, but, dude, I 
um, I wasn't a big fan of trimming at the first uh, yeah. the first time, but just just having that smell of like that just that fresh green, um, like with with these terps that I were able to smell off these plants just hanging there, it was it was unlike anything that I've ever done. It it was almost like um, just a rush. I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it. It, it. it was something that got me hooked. That's for sure. Do you yeah. remember what strain it was? <laughs> I don't. That's okay. That's okay. I, I just didn't. I, I just wanted to see if you knew. Dude, <laughs> people ask me strain questions all the time, and I'm just like, guys, I can't hold it all. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I get it. Listen, it's understandable, which is a great segue into your at your grow currently. How many strains do you guys grow at once, and what do the people love in regards to jagged coil strains? Oh, dude, um, I think what everyone's loving is the next one right now. And I think that's what we're all on right now is just the next one. We're, we're, I got myself in a little bit of a big pheno hunt. Um, I got a whole bunch of seeds from Cali, uh, Massachusetts, Nevada, um, Washington, Oregon, everywhere. Okay, so, so what does that process of pheno hunting look like for you? <laughs> like you said, you got yourself into a big pheno hunt. Like yeah. what does that entail? Um, so I am popping anywhere from four to five packs every two months. And okay. then I'm going through and cycling out which ones are going to be males, which ones are going to be females, which ones are going to fit our, you know, um, our repertoire and how we grow plants. Um, how are they going to fill into our cycle? How are these going to plants even produce, you know, um, are these going to be even producing plants to where that I can put them on a commercial production? Yeah. So, um, but a lot of the plants um, that we are growing currently um, and, and the start of our pheno hunt, it's great. I mean, the Miracle Glue number one, it's amazing. Uh, the Miracle Glue number five, it's amazing. Um, I'm really excited about those plants. And then our Stan Lee's from Sexual Chocolate Factory going to flower actually yesterday. So nice. Yeah. Uh, cool. I'm very excited. Very That's excited. super exciting. Only one in Oklahoma. I had my girlfriend actually grab me a pack for me in the really? Rose Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Tight. yeah, I was like, cool. hey, you have to go 8 a.m. to the Rose Bowl. She's like, what the fuck? I was like, I need these seeds. That's like, tight that <laughs> she did that for you. Shout out to your girlfriend. Yeah, shout out to her girlfriend, dude. She got some free weed out of it, though. So. Hey, yeah, she did. <laughs> she got to get something. She yeah. got to get something for sure, for sure. So what is your favorite thing about walking into the flower room and spending time with all the plants? Um, the... Uh, Honestly, how healthy the garden is right now, what makes me happy, dude. Uh, like, I haven't seen this healthy of a garden, I think, ever in my life. You know, cool. uh, and I've been to and I've been to some other ones, you know, not trying to sound egotistical or anything like that. It's just like, man, we got everything dialed in. I think yeah, that's like it's going to be proud of what you've mm -hmm. have dialed in. Right. Exactly. Um, and then also, you know, just making sure when I walk in, making sure everyone's, you know, happy is like the most thing. Like, hey, how you doing today? Like, is there anything going on? You know, that's like really like the most important thing is checking on the team. Um, like, hey, how's your day doing? You know, is this okay? You know, like following back with other things. Hey, what are you on right now? How is this treating you? Do you need any help? Um, you know, that's the most important thing because before I can go out into that world, I need to make sure my team's okay. Yeah, that's cool that you mm -hmm. um, care it's about important. your team, you know? Yeah. Of course. I yeah. mean, important. if I don't have them, I'm not sitting here between you guys. So. Yeah, <laughs> for real. For Shout sure. out to your team. So what do you personally, like, geek out on with, like, Jagged Quail stuff? Like, what area do you enjoy the most with, like, out of everything you do? Like, if you could just be like, I'll be right here, guys, and you, like, get, you know, in the zone with something, what would that be? Setting up a new company can be difficult and confusing, but establishing a strong foundation with appropriate and necessary documents can help protect you in the long run. Jade Pebworth over at the Me Law Group in Oklahoma focuses to provide you with a comprehensive approach and intelligent advice and representation focused on resolving problems rather than inflating them. She kills it with civil litigation, cannabis law, 
business planning, corporate law slash litigation, and family law. She enjoys working with companies from the ground up. Whether you need her to review and draft contracts for your company, assist in licensing applications, and more, the Me Law Group has your back. Now, let's get back to today's episode. Um, this is going to be weird, but uh, I love defoling plants. Okay. Uh, with like, it's just like, just put some headphones in, I take a couple hours away and no one else can bother me mm-hmm. type of thing. Mm-hmm. It's just like my one step away. Um, I don't get much to default anymore. They don't allow me in the garden too much. Uh, they're usually like, Alec, get the fuck out and make some sales. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, usually, uh, w- when I'm there, it's either, you know, defoling cause it's just a nice breath away. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. That's, that's kind of therapeutic, like that process. Yeah. He's like, hey, I haven't seen Alec in a couple hours. Yeah, he's default and he's just chilling out right now. So. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. I'm glad you found that for yourself. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. From using cannabis as a patient and now being the one that grows the medicine, how do you feel like your relationship with cannabis has developed or evolved? Um, It's definitely evolved. I mean, just from a just – just from a smoker to, you know, um, someone who is uh, flipping packs to someone who's even a cultivator now. Um, it's just definitely just, it's been a bumpy ride. Yeah. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. It's been a bumpy ride, but, you know, I'm, I'm here for it and I'm glad. Um, I think it's been a positive um, a- outlook. Definitely everything that's gone on, you know, um, definitely a positive outlook for sure. That's good. Positivity is key. Yes, yes it is. <laughs> yes. So, but to flip that on the other side of that, talking about like challenges, if you and your dad own a business, is that mm-hmm. right? What, yes, what's been the most challenging thing that you guys have run into that maybe like you didn't expect? <sighs> Uh, dude, can I name off like 10 things? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is. Dude, because it's an everyday thing. I feel like, um, I could go off and I can just say like, oh, I didn't expect this. I didn't expect this. But it's just like if I wasn't expecting it, I wasn't prepared. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I think the big thing is is that what I wasn't expecting was um, this industry and how on a downturn it really is and how flooded it is with a lot of licenses, with a lot of products um, and stuff like that. So I think that that has actually been the biggest challenge for us because – even growing high quality product, you still have to move it at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And um, I pull down anywhere from 80 to 100 pounds per month. So with me pulling that much down, I have to sell it at a certain price because the market is so flooded. Yeah. 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 Which makes it a little bit difficult sometimes because some, you know, price fluctuates so much based on what people are growing, how they're growing it, right? what the market wants. Sometimes people just want $5 shake. Right. And like that's hard because that's not possible yeah it's not especially when you're growing really good cannabis it's like hey dude eight hundred dollars a pound all i can do and i'm like yikes Mm, yikes yeah it makes it really hard to move your product like that especially when you are producing in large amounts the way you are and just to even get it out quality out to patients it makes it difficult to give them quality when people are just kind of fighting for price yeah fighting for price i mean that's the biggest thing um you know i think i have a quality price for a quality product you know i've even had um you know some people even tell me like hey man you probably need to raise your prices i'm like man i like selling out of my product a lot better than that you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um i don't really keep back stock or anything Uh, i wish i would have brought you guys some more strains to look at right now i only have one currently but i'll have some more soon i'll get you guys okay Okay. sounds good (laughs) so Working with your dad, working with family sometimes can be difficult. Yes. Have you found any challenges or anything 
that not and it doesn't have to be challenges something that has been super rewarding and cup filling for you working with family because I know that can sometimes it's really great for people but then sometimes there's always those little tiffs yeah definitely tiffs um I would I think the way that me and my dad work is that you know he knows what he's supposed to be doing I know what I'm supposed to be doing Mm -hmm. and we don't see each other until 8 39 o'clock at night so and then by that time he's on his phone and I'm jumping in bed just to get my legs a rest yeah so um, there are definitely, you know, uh, butted heads and butted opinions. Um, you know, I'm a young cat, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know everything in the world. He's 63 years old. So, you yeah. know, he, knows everything. <laughs> yeah. he, knows he has everything. a lot of life experience. <laughs> yeah, I get exactly, it. Exactly. But also at the same time, he knows that I have quality ideas and he sees the vision. You know? That's cool. So. Yeah. That's cool. As long as he sees the vision. Yeah. Yes. Right? Yes. He sees the vision. It's pulling teeth, but he sees yeah, the vision. So. <laughs> so what made your grandma want to get involved? I'm super curious about that. And does she consume cannabis? Okay. Let's pause for a minute and talk about Oklahoma's grassroots cannabis publication, Herbage Magazine. They are in over 500 dispensaries statewide, providing cannabis education and supporting and highlighting the local communities. For more information, visit HerbageMag.com. That's H-E-R-B-A-G-E-M-A-G.com. Um, I kind of told grandma, I was just like, hey, so uh, I have this opportunity to, you know, purchase a grow. And, you know, she's not, she's never really been into cannabis. She just owns a consignment shop for, you know, furniture and different types of stuff and does interior decorating. So she's been pretty successful at that. Um, and then I told grandma, I was like, hey, you know, just want to grow some pot for a living. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she was just like, keep it real <laughs> sure you know what i mean to be grandma you got to be honest you yeah. know and, but i told her all the numbers i told her the uh, i told her I was like hey this is a fucking deal and we gotta we gotta jump on it and um we jumped on it and you know i paid her back uh, her first investment underneath the first year and then she gave me some more so wow that's cool that's you were awesome. able to do that yeah yeah, yeah of yeah. course and then the market tanked so yeah <laughs> but at least you were able to pay her back that first time which shows her that you really like were true to your word and what you wanted to do and your passion for the career path that you chose right you right. know that's big especially as somebody who like wasn't really into cannabis and now she's investing in your company that's so cool that is huge um i actually went over to her house um this summer because you know i want to make sure that i'm you know spending time with her and stuff like that and mm-hmm. i had some maroon baboon with me rolled it up in a joint nice. and me and my brother were smoking she and behind my back she took it from her brother started puffing on it <laughs> looked at me is like that's some gas <laughs> You're like, Grandma, did you just say gas? <laughs> Definitely gas. <laughs> That's awesome. That's cool that you're able to do that with her. Oh, yeah. No, I, I was shook. I was shook. I called yeah. my dad, and I was just like, Dad, has Grandma ever smoked with you? He's like, never. I was just like, shit. Guess what, just, guess what just happened? <laughs> guess what just happened? Jealous much? <laughs> yeah, really. So it's been the most rewarding part about what you get to do every day. Um, the rewarding part that I get to do every day is to be able to wake up tomorrow. Um, I think that that's the most important thing. Um, a lot of people take that for granted. Um, it's not even really about the cannabis industry. It's just about, you know, not like being able to still breathe at the end of the day. Um, not everyone gets that chance. So don't mean to take the conversation for a turn, but I'm I'm honest. So (laughs) I like that. It's real. So owning um, a dispensary can be different than owning a grow, like yes. operating them right. Is there one that you enjoy more than the other? Um, dude, the grow, for sure. Yeah. Uh, dude, I love I love the grow. Like, it's a place to be. 
Dude, I, I mean, I'm a trapper, man. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be with the plants. Yes, yeah, I want to yes. be with the plants. I want to be pushing the paper. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I get it. Yeah. What's something you enjoy about the Oklahoma cannabis community that you've noticed? Um, what I do the community, man. Um, just meeting all the cool people that I've met, even you guys today. Like, you guys are fucking badass. But uh, just meeting everybody. Um, and everyone's just opening up me with welcoming arms, pretty much. Like, I haven't really you know, had my teeth slammed in metal doors too much or anything mm-hmm. like that. Everyone's been pretty welcoming and opening. It's pretty inviting. Awesome. Yeah, pretty yeah. inviting. Yeah. They're like, dude, you're cool. No, you're cool. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember the moment that you were like, Oklahoma's where we're going to go? Like, do you remember, like, what even brought you to Like, I, I, You were from Tech Frisco, so, like, that yeah. makes sense. It's so close, but, like, why Oklahoma? Um. So, now, when it passed in 2019, my dad started selling Agnetics Lighting. Um, we... We're in a, um, just a small partnership into a grow currently in Bellflower, California. Went over there, you know, looked at some plants, helped around the grow a little bit. Nothing too much, you know. Um, but he had this agnetic sliding system, and this thing is insane. Um, it's able to basically replicate the same power as the sun, it feels like, wow. you know, with the pants. Um, so my dad was selling the lights and um a grow a couple grows bottom and we got really close with one and they were like hey we don't want to do this anymore can you just basically take this from us we're like yeah sure i'll do it yeah and i added on a couple more rooms put on some more magnetic sliding and you know i'm away so that's awesome yeah wow an opportunity presents nice. yeah, you were meant to be doing this yeah i know I are know. you enjoying oklahoma uh i am um it's definitely different uh i've I've lived in a, some numerous of places and I've traveled a lot and it's definitely somewhere that I can be focused and centered yes. with not a lot of distraction. Mm-hmm. Uh, living in Dallas, Texas in Plano and Frisco, uh, you got the Cowboys practice facility, yeah. you got concrete Cowboys. Yeah, it's party yeah, life. It's party, party, yeah. party, 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 yeah. party. So it's cool to step, take a step back and actually work on my craft. It is, yeah. yeah. It's kind of, um, it's rewarding, you know. It's yes. it's growth too, yes, and it's like growth. you feel that growth, and you're like, wow, I've come a long way. It feels like you know, some days like I'm almost like you know, glowing, and like that's like where I should be. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? that's, that's cool. being your best, exactly. like being your best, the best version of yourself. You're e- glowing, exactly, and that's what's most important. So yeah. good for you. Thank that's you. awesome. Yeah. Thank you. So, um, where are you in life right now? If you could go back and like tell your younger self anything, what would you say to young Alec? Um, at a time when you needed it maybe or something you needed to hear uh, don't spend money like it grows on trees yeah. that's good <laughs> that is some real I wish I could tell myself that all the time because <laughs> it, it doesn't yeah, yeah my parents my dad used to always say money doesn't just grow on trees right. it was just always like a line no. you know and you're just it was always like a well, that'd be really fucking cool <laughs> if I could just saw a tree with money on it. It's like, make me think, am I, am I turning into that old fuck? <laughs> I, know, I know. Like, once you think that, I know. But the way you used to, you know, spend your money, yeah. you know, when you were younger, too, is a lot different. You know, Bro, it's, it's very horrible. much like you're just living for the moment. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're like, fuck it. Yeah. All your friends go to SMU, fucking go to down, down to Mockingbird and Lover's Lane. It's just like, yeah. you, you can't hang, dude. You, you cannot hang. I, I know. I already <laughs> know. <laughs> you cannot hang, I promise. That's funny. Uh, so we like to ask all of our guests this question, but what's a stigma surrounding cannabis you would like to see changed? Um, a stigma that I would like to see changed? Honestly, let's open up Texas, man. 
like fucking let's just get it fucking open man um that's kind of like where i want like that's like business but like really like on a personal mindset um i really want it to be changes and like hey guys this is actually medicine that can not only help you go but can replace you know pills like yeah. ritalin mm-hmm. um more of like your amphetamines like with your adhd and stuff like that and uh, that's where it's really helped me nice well nice do you think in texas like think that'll ever happen i'm like i always i'm just thinking like it's i feel like it would be like one of the last places for some reason because like the mexico border is right there and if they open up that it's just like you just opened up a floodgate right at the same damn time but that's that's just like one opinion and like the whole thing of it i feel like of the state of texas so there so i don't know if you guys know this but there's actually dispensaries in texas there are med cards i've heard that yeah Yeah, i have heard that there are products um there are grows so it is a very very minimal basis you have to have two doctor recommendations from two separate doctors so um it is a little bit of a hard time and you're going to get like some rso not not anything like we have here yeah um i think on a medical market it can do a lot of good um i think that it could really help out a lot of people they just have to make it make sense the power grid is a big thing uh yes that's okay that's that's that you brought that to my attention that's what i was trying to remember to say the power grid Texas can't do it could they because of that right i mean so it has to fall upon energy efficiency yeah you know, mm-hmm. if you have an energy efficient place, I think that those are the people that they are going to let in. Um, you know, sorry for people who do HPS, but guys, come on. Um, we can't do HPS anymore. Um, they're not making the bulbs. Um, they're going to, you know, be getting rid of the system because it uh, causes uh, too much energy influx. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I think that if you're an energy efficient place that you might have a chance as well as, you know, I don't know about the buy-in either, you know, maybe like Florida where it's only about a, a group of 10 guys that hold the whole market, yeah, you know, so like right. it, it, it's kind of yeah. scary, but it's also a lot bigger state than Florida it, I, I know mm-hmm. in Oklahoma, so you're just like, what, what would it even be like there? Yeah. Right. Hopefully exactly. it wouldn't be all fucked up. No, yeah. I mean, I've talked to, um, I, I talked to a chain of dispensaries that I've been shopping to for 13, not a chain of glass shops I've been smoking to for okay. 13 years. They sell THCA products like flour, mm-hmm. um, dabs, okay. um, edibles, so carts. They, okay, they have so those it are all. just like the di- the places you just have to know. They're just like more low-key. Yeah, more yeah. low-key. Um, but, you know, they're not actually selling THC flowers, the THCA, so it's like that fine line to where that you're able to still like sell it. Yeah. Exactly, it's that gray area. Um, uh-huh. But I, I, I think that places like that are going to switch over to dispensaries at least they're doing something like i they're building it's, up. it's nice that you know they're running some kind of ship right you yeah. know to make some kind of movement yeah and well, that reminds me of like talon how talon had the cbd spot before you know mm. in uh what's it called whatever that area is and he had a CBD, you know, on the front. And then as soon as it flipped, he also turned it into a dispensary. So he was prepared. Exactly. A lot of people did that. Like, yeah. I think CBD Plus did that with Lotus Gold, mm-hmm. you know. It's yeah. just, it's so just it's, smart. It's smart, yeah. You have to be prepared. And, uh, yeah. you know, like, I don't mind preparing for Texas even when it's, like, nowhere to be even seen in sight. Because when yeah. it drops, dude, mm-hmm. it drops. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. You're so right. Yeah. Well, like, I think this wraps up our episode for today. You've cool. been so great. And we Thank appreciate you. you coming on and just telling stories and sharing your passion with us. I appreciate yeah. y'all. Thank yeah. you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. To keep up with Jagged Quill, you can follow them on Instagram at Jagged underscore Quill. And thank you for tuning into this episode. Stay tuned for next week's. And as always, stay medicated.
Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at dopehistory.com.